If you could join me again in the gospel according to Mark 6 chapter. We're going to look at verses 32, uh, 42. Uh, but for our reading, I will just lift up uh, these verses for us. In our hearing, we will look at verses 30 to 34. I'll be reading from the New Living uh, Translation. Those who are able to stand and honor a reading of God's word, you're welcome to do so. Amen, amen. If you're there, say, uh, ready. Amen. If you're not there, say, hold on. I'll hold on so we hopefully we can start together and arrive to the same conclusion. We'll be right here in this text. So once you get there, you can stay there. Amen. Sounds like we're all there. Amen. Let us begin together reading a New Living Translation. The Word of God says, The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. They, Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Praise God for his word. You may be seated as you take your seat. We can announce this topic to your neighbor. Tell them compassion to feed needs. Amen. If you can look to your other neighbor, help me announce it. That title say compassion to feed needs. Another subtitle if you would like to put down, you can put down a shepherd's compassion. As we look at this text, there's many ways we can look and interpret this text. But I want to find out that we find in this text, we see Jesus sitting down teaching the crowd that came after him. What we find here, I want to highlight that it says the shepherd looked amongst the crowd and he had compassion. The compassion of the shepherd moves him to comfort and protect and provide for the sheep. That is why we can gain comfort as, as a psalmist writer David did in looking at the 23rd number of psalm in our times of that we need comfort, saying the Lord is my shepherd. It's just comforting in just hearing that and just saying that, knowing that the Lord is my shepherd. Can I highlight that the word, the verb used there is is, that is present tense, not past tense. Not let the Lord was my shepherd. No, the Lord is my shepherd. And since the Lord is my shepherd in present tense, I have nothing to worry about. And so we see this in this context when the shepherd, Jesus Christ, the son of God, looked at the crowd. They came running after him. He looked at them and said, they are like sheep without a shepherd. And he had compassion for them. And so... His compassion moved him to act on their behalf. 
So looking at this text, I suggest to us there's many ways that we can interpret this text as the evangelist Mark has elected to write this account in feeding of the 5,000. This is also the only miracle place in all four of our gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All of them have the account of Jesus feeding the 5,000. This also is the only uh, this is also the only miracle which highlights that all the the agree upon that Jesus did this after he trained them and they came to him. And also, I would like to point out that you can bring this text to a lot of different understand. But I want to highlight at least three actions that our Lord and Savior did today. I want to highlight to us how Jesus looks to provide rest. Secondly, he looks to provide teaching for those seeking him. And thirdly, he provided nourishment for them in the wilderness until they were all satisfied. First, look at how Jesus was looking to provide rest. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down <laughs> in the green pastures. Tell your neighbor, that's rest. When you can lie down in the green pastures, that's rest. Look how the shepherd looks to provide rest. His apostles, the disciples, come to him to tell him all that they have done. He's commissioned them and told them to go out and tour the cities and preach and teach and do miraculous things. They did miraculous things. Now they want to come back and tell Jesus all that they have done. Jesus says, hi, you look tired. I'm tired. Let's go find a place to rest. But do you notice that they couldn't find a place to rest? Because the crowd was rushing after them, they looked and said, I think we know where they're going. So they ran ahead of them and met them there. And it says, after Jesus got offshore, he looked at the crowd and realized that he could not spend the quiet time and rest with his disciples as he has planned because he saw a greater need. Can someone say greater need? need. He looked and says, I'm tired, they're tired, but yet they're sheep without a shepherd. Anybody here glad that God saw the greater need? There's been some times everybody else was all right, but you were in seriously need of some help and you needed somebody to stop by. <laughs> Kumbaya, my Lord, somebody needs you, Lord. Come by here, my Lord. And so Jesus realized that somebody needed him. So he says, hey, disciples, we're going to rest, but we're going to rest with them. Find everybody a place to sit down and we'll teach. Aren't you glad that God knows how to provide rest? But look at how Jesus is looking to get rest. Not only is he trying to get rest for his disciples from the ministry that they have done, but also anybody here ever suffered a loss, then you not need some time to handle that loss. Jesus lost his cousin. John, we read in the text, is beheaded by that great, that great evil Herod, Herod, uh, King Herod. And Herod did such a horrible job of doing what he did. He felt guilty. And yet Jesus realized that my cousin is dead. My predecessor, the one that went out before me, is dead. You can see him try to look to go have some quiet time and grieve and mourn over the loss of his cousin, the one that baptized him, the one that was laid the way before him, and also a time to even teach with his disciples and train them. But yet he did not have time for that for the people needed him. Aren't you glad that a God can see past so much stuff and see where the needs are? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not be in need, because why he will supply my every need. He saw what they needed. They needed teaching. They needed leadership. They needed direction. And so that's why he provided that. So we see he looked to provide rest. They were able to rest and receive his teaching. Then secondly, he provided teaching. Now, the text does not share with us what Jesus taught them. 
For it appears the focus of the text is to show how he had a large crowd and that was miraculously fed. However, we know in Jesus' teachings involve repentance and knowledge of the kingdom of God. For he was showing all the living father through himself, the son, and he wanted all to see the son, Jesus himself, and realize they could see the father. And when they could see the father, hopefully they will come to a point that they will repent and come to the kingdom. If you can look through all of Jesus' teaching, he was pointing to them how the gospel was all referring to that. He said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So we may not be able to see the teachings, but yet if I could look over my own life, I could suggest to God some topics to be taught. Can anybody here do the same? That if I was sitting down in the presence of Jesus resting, there were some things that I would like to know, like how to handle when people get on my last nerves and turn the other cheek. Can you share that a little bit furthermore, Jesus? How, how can I do that? Or how, uh, Lord, how can I be more forgiven to those that have been messing up so many times? How, how can I be forgiven? Oh, Lord, how can I stay faithful and love my wife or love my, my husband? Lord, show me how to do Oh, Lord, how can I control my tongue that I will pray for them and not curse? Uh, you can see that Jesus will be involved in teaching them because he saw their needs. And I can see him directly correcting each and every one of them, talking to the masses, helping them to realize that, Lord, I need thee. <laughs> every hour, I need thee. And the Lord realized how much he needed them, that look how much time he spent teaching. It says the day was far spent. First and foremost, they already spent half the day already teaching and preaching. Then he, then he spends the remaining of the day doing the same. You see, his work was not done. He realized how much they needed. So not only was he willing to give them rest, but now he's also looking to teach them. Now, third aspect we saw, he provides nourishment for them. He feeds them. But look in this teaching. Not only was he teaching the multitude, the crowd that came after, also he was looking to teach the disciples because look what happens here. The disciples come to him and say, Lord, it's late. You need to send them away so they can go get something to eat because it's not up to us to take care of all these folks. That's, that's Samuel Duran translation. And then Jesus looks at them and say, why don't you feed them? Now, now, now they're perplexed. Okay, I see the crowd. And it's going to roughly take 200 denarii to feed them. Some translation says a half's wage or two months worth of wage, a half a year's wage or two months worth of wage. And God was looking at them, and they were looking at God and said, God, we have limited resources. We don't have the money to buy all this food and get them. But look what Jesus said to them. It says, I heard what you're saying. I said, now look amongst you see what bread do you have. Now, now see how he's teaching working on them. Sometimes some of us start thinking that we come to God. We start thinking God can solve our problems with money. They thought the solution was we need money to buy the food. Jesus' solution was, use what you got. And when you realize that he's giving you what you need, I lost somebody. That when he's giving you what you need, you don't have to look for additional stuff. When God can give you additional stuff with what you already had. They, he said, look for the bread. Look what happened. They looked for the bread. They found the bread. And they said, and we found fish. He said, you'll see it, right? He said, look for the bread. They looked for the bread, and they found fish. Jesus said, yeah, we working now. 
And then he says, out, then he says that he took them and he blessed them. He looked up to God and he blessed them. He invoked a blessing upon them. And then he started dividing them. Now, this is where our imagination can work, start working because the text, again, does not tell us how he divided it. So we can make up how we want to make it up. But what the point is clear that as the, the 12 disciples were are responsible in serving the people, he was dividing the food with the disciples to give to the people because he told them, he gave specific instructions how to group them, group them in groups of 50s and 100 and sit them out. He made a specific how to sit them down. T -t Tell your neighbor, Jesus know how to run a restaurant. <laughs> Anybody been to a restaurant, you had to wait 45 minutes just to get your seat? Jesus said, go ahead and have them seat and the food be on the way. He, uh, he already had it worked out. Go sit them down, bring the food to me, and we're going to get the food out. Look how, how he supplies their food. It says that they are satisfied. They ate to their feel. He provided rest. He provided teaching. He provided nourishment. And if you look at it, if you look at it, if you look at it, he did all this for them, for those who needed him most. And look how they were filled and they were satisfied that there were 12 baskets left over. Tell your neighbor, God blesses us with the overflow. That when he provides us, he provides us perfectly. He will never leave it empty. It will always be fully satisfied. And so when you see here how the gospel of Mark records it, that they took up, and it says at least 5,000. I said at least because we don't know. It might have been women, might have been children, there, but we know 5,000 men were fed. And these 5,000 that were fed, and, 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 and probably, and their families too, we also find out that there was food left over. Can I give some biblical principles for us to highlight this? Jesus is in the wilderness with people looking for leadership. And these people need some food to eat. Let me give me some biblical perspective. Abraham, right, had 12 sons. These are the children of Israel. He, God made a promise to Abraham that his children would go into the promised land. But after 400 years... They'll be in captivity, but it'll set them free. Those children were in captivity. In Egypt, God raises up Moses. They go out into the wilderness. They're in need of leadership and direction, and they have no food. And God brought forth manna for them to eat. And not only that, that also he brought in that they would have food by, by fowl and manna coming in. But look what happens here. Jesus, the living bread. The bread of life, multiplied bread in the wilderness, in a desolate, in a quiet area, multiplied out of, out of less and made more. Because God can work with less and make more of it. Hello, somebody. Aren't you glad that God can take less and make more? And sometimes, because if we look at how, how less we are, that he made more of us. <laughs> 
We came to him with little, but he was able to bless it and multiply that it became fruitful, that we have overflow because how good he is moving in our life. So we see the biblical perspective here that you can know and see how God provided again in the wilderness, this time with the living bread, the bread of heaven, Jesus Christ, and provided for the people, not only physically, but also spiritually. He's fed them physically. He provided food for them, but he already nourished them with the living word coming from the word of God, seeing that they needed instructions and directions for their lives. So much so do we need in our lives to find a place to sit down and rest and let God speak to us. So many times that we need to feed ourselves on his word and let him fill us up and not get filled up on the world. Because if you're getting filled up on the world, you're getting empty calories. And when you get empty calories, that means your body may be filled, but it's dying because it's not getting the vitamins and the nourishment that it needs. But yet our shepherd knows what he needs, and he's looking to give us everything that we need. Look also how not only was there in the wilderness, also the wilderness at our desert place also represents barren. Anybody here realize that the mentality like that you were barren, you were dried up, you were used up, you were washed out, and you're in need of somebody to provide for you? The times that we allow our sins, our issues, our life take over so much that we were laid out, dried up, dried out, and had nothing to give, but yet only God could step in. And Jesus, so much so, just like then, he can look at us and see that I have compassion for you. I see what you need, and I'm looking to provide for you right now. Isn't that good news? That he sees us and knows us and knows exactly what we need, and he speaks to us in that circumstance. And when we see that he can move in that desolate and that dry space and give us nourishment, and look what happened, look what happened, look what happened. He nourished them. He nourished them so that they could make it back. Look what the disciples told him. He says, Lord, let them go so they can take care of themselves. The shepherd says, no, it's my responsibility to take care of the sheep. Y'all see that? The disciples had a different perspective. They came. They take it up our time. Now send them away so they can go get some food. Jesus says, nope, I am responsible, so I will give them what we have. In this time, we're doing a series of compassion, and we're looking at how we want to, to be, be give one day to feed the world. Look at this compassion that Christ has for them again. You see the denarius come, or they're looking at how much money is it going to take. God said, just use what you have. And we look at that, we have one day's ways that we can give up one day. We can give up one day and make a world a difference. When, when we see how the disciples gave up time, their time, they made a world of difference. Y'all see that? They gave up their time. Jesus was looking to give them rest and, and, and so that they could have some rest. But Jesus says, nope, there's some work to be done. So we got to give up our time to be a blessing unto them. How much more will we be able to give up our time? Because, you know, when you work and you give up your time, you can give up your time to be a blessing to some children in Haiti. I said children, not just one child. Think about it. You'll be able to be a blessing to multiple children. You'll be able to put food right there on the ground that those who, those who are looking for a meal will have a meal. You'll be responsible for that. One day's ways makes a world a difference. 
when we can have compassion to feed needs as Christ did. When we can see that, I, that we realize, look, look, look at the sacrifice it took. He gave up his time to be a blessing unto them. Anybody here have done that before, that you gave up your time to be a blessing for somebody else? And, we want, and you realize how you felt better just giving up your time to be a blessing to somebody else? And how you felt the same way when somebody gave up their time, it was a blessing for you? Well, we could look again how Jesus, too, gave up his time to be a blessing for us. We, we look at this, that when you look at that word, it says that they were satisfied, that they were filled. I want you to understand that when you look at this, it means that Jesus was able to meet their needs. And look, and Jesus was able to meet their needs. I want to bring us to point out to us that Jesus also was able to meet our needs on the cross. Because when he was on the cross, he was paying our debt. And the debt that was to be paid, we didn't have enough money for a down payment. We didn't have enough to get a loan. But yet he looked past our faults, looked past our bad credit and says, I will cover you and I'll take it up on the cross. And you know that while he was on the cross, he said the word, it is finished. And when he said it was finished, he was pointing out that everything that had you down, that had you locked up, that had you in bondage has been released because I have become your sin offering and I have satisfied the debt that God has made. And now you are free. And thank God who the son says free is free indeed. Anybody glad that he's your shepherd, that he can satisfy all your needs, not just your physical needs, not just your nourishment, but your spiritual needs. And our spirit is in need of salvation. And that's why when the shepherd sees us, has compassion on, he knows exactly what we need and how to provide for us and give us so that we can make it. And so the joy that we can have just as that crowd, that we can come seeking him. And as we come seeking him, we don't have to do nothing else. Just come to him. He'll take care of the rest. <laughs> Y'all see that? They came one way, but they left another way. We can come to him. Lord, I need you. I'm seeking you. He'll bless us. That He'll fill us up. He'll satisfy us. And he'll leave us with stuff behind. <laughs> those baskets were left behind. They left those baskets behind. They left the baskets behind. Jesus pushed them to get on the boat. Decided, y'all get up on the boat. That's when he went on rock on the water. He stayed behind because he went and got his quiet time. But they left the baskets behind. Trying to point out to us that sometimes how God blesses us, he blesses with the overflow, not for us to hoard it, but for us to be a blessing unto somebody else. And so the work that Christ has done for us on the cross to set us free of our guilt, of our shame, has freed us up, has released us to go be a blessing to somebody so somebody else to know what forgiveness is, what mercy is, what gentleness is, what kindness is, because they can see it through you. And when they see it through you, you can show them Christ. And so it is Christ who set me free. And that's why I'm free to love you. I'm free to forgive you. I'm free to care for you. I'm free to show compassion towards you and meet your needs and surpass my needs. No, my God will supply my every need. Anybody know that? <laughs> that our God is able to supply every need. And so when we can look past what we need and try to feed somebody else, knowing that God's got my back and he'll take care of me, 
that I don't have to want for anything because the Lord is my shepherd. Every head bowed, every eyes closed, we just turn to him right now. Father, Lord, we just come to you right now. Oh God, just grateful that you are our shepherd, that you are all in all, that you supply and provide our every need. We are grateful, God, that you died on the cross for our sins and you set us free. We are grateful, Almighty God, that you forgive us, Almighty God, of all our sins. And you are faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness when we confess unto you. Father, we are grateful that, Lord, there's been times that we've been broken, we've been desolate, that we had nowhere to turn. But, Lord, you are always there providing for us and bringing us through. You brought us from sick beds. You brought us from, from brokenness. You brought us from loneliness. And, guys, you keep us. Now, Lord, as we turn to you right now, oh God, there might be someone here. We lift them up to you right now if they do not know Jesus Christ. As their Lord, and say, Lord, we pray that they can surrender to, unto you right now, Almighty God. And that they will welcome you into their heart and they confess you as Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. May we stand and send a hand to the disciples. As we can sing, come to.